Hello there and welcome to The Ken Burns Show. Thank you so much for joining me right here on the BMG Network. Go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out all the other incredible podcasters that we have available there for you. Again, that's the bmgnetwork.com. We have a plethora of information there for you and we have so much coming at you very soon and I'll announce that towards the end of this show. But we have finally, we have a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial. Uh, well, take a listen. Members of the jury, have you uh, elected a four-person? Would you uh, ask, uh, give your juror number, please? 54. 54, and uh, has the jury reached a verdict as to each count of the information? Yes, we have, Your Honor. Uh, one verdict and one verdict only? Yes. Would you hand all of the paperwork to the bailiff, please? This is the ones that we didn't know. The defendant will rise and face the jury and hearken to its verdicts. State of Wisconsin versus Kyle Rittenhouse. As to the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Members of the jury, are these your unanimous verdicts? Is there anyone who does not agree with the verdicts as read? No. Uh, would you wish the jury pulled? No. Okay. And there you have it. Uh, obviously, not guilty on all charges, which we all expected. Now, I want to talk about a piece that was at a Politico. Uh, and the title of the piece was The Lionization of Kyle Rittenhouse by the Right. A not guilty verdict wasn't needed to turn the 18-year-old into a conservative cause uh, essentially a hero in the conservative world, world. Uh, but he still got one. And it says Fox News commentators such as Sean Hannity have dedicated nightly monologues to blasting media coverage of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and defending the teen. And it, it goes on to say some other things too, but essentially what it's doing is pointing out that the conservatives, which it says, was utilizing this case to um, for, for a deeper issue. And maybe that is actually the case. Um, but there was a lot of deep-rooted issues in this case. Um, as long as you don't have your head in the sand, you would know that. Um, essentially, if you believe that he shouldn't have, have walked away, I, I, man, I'd question your sanity, honestly. Because look, at, I wouldn't let my kid out like that. I mean, that, that's one thing for sure. I wouldn't let my kid out there with a gun doing what he did uh, at, at that age. Or really, I mean, at any age at all. But if you actually watch the videos, which back in the time this is, that this happened, I did watch all of them—the ones that they, the ones that they saw, uh, maybe the drone footage—but um, it was obvious and clear at that time that he was innocent, and it was because, yeah, maybe for, to some he was just out there swinging a gun around. That's not what it was at all. When you look behind the scenes of of who he was as a person, his character, and then what he, why he was there. 
it's uh, it's so fascinating to me that everybody was pointing at him because you know obviously because things happened people died now the problem though is that nobody's looking at the burning buildings and the and the the dumpsters that were being burned going in, almost going into a gas station which Kyle put out he was there to protect people and he was there as a as also as like an ENT so if people needed help he was there to help them because he knew it was chaotic because this is what BLM and all of those were doing and do but nobody talks about that on the left that is why the right was pushing this so hard because they're trying to point at the obvious issues, this the insanity of what was happening then and what is happening now. It is amazing to me that people think that he was the um, the uh, predator, so to speak, in this in this case, when he was trying to protect people and these people that he was um, had you know issue with were thugs, and he did protect himself. Anyway, uh, case closed. Now, that to me was a sane and justified case in the way our justice system should work. Because honestly, it has not been working at all, quite frankly. And that's why I want to turn over flip side. Let's, let's talk about New York, which I'm so glad I'm not part of anymore. And let's go to Kathy Hochul. And I feel bad for all of you who, who, are, who are living under this um, dictatorship. Listen to what she says, and then I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Today is a significant deadline. It reflects my priority to just stop this virus dead in its tracks. We are over it. We are done. We want to move on. And the only way we can do that is to ensure that everyone is vaccinated, but particularly individuals who are taking care of the people who are sick. My job number one in this state is to keep people safe. Clear, simple, there's no way to cloud that, there's no gray area, I need to keep people in this state safe. And we'll be nation leading with our mandate which strikes at midnight tonight when everyone is expected in a hospital in the state of New York or a healthcare facility to have been vaccinated. I will be signing an executive order to give me the emergency powers necessary to address these shortages where they occur, that's going to allow me to deploy the National Guard who are medically trained, deploy people uh, who've been retired, who may have had a licensed lapse, bring in people from elsewhere. That is not my first position though, my friends. My, my, my desire is to have the people who've been out there continue to work in their jobs, work in them safely, and to all the other healthcare workers who are vaccinated, they also deserve to know that the people they're working with will not get them sick. Okay, and if you have to rewind this and re-listen to that piece, I, I urge you to do so so you hear every word of that. Uh, obviously, it's, it's, it's her job to stop this virus in its tracks because she's a scientist and she's a doctor and she has a PhD and everything. So she knows exactly what she's doing. So the mandate is a priority. So making people do what they don't want to do is a priority. Uh, the Constitution is out the window. We no longer live in America, essentially. That is what she said. Because here's the thing. In this, I'm going to play another piece in a second. This is a, this is this next piece is a more recent one, and this is the contradiction that's going to come up. She is saying that mandates have to happen. That went, they already went in place. So healthcare workers lost their jobs. Really lost their jobs. They didn't retire. 
they either quit or were booted because they didn't want to take a vaccine that was being pushed upon them because they don't believe in something they don't know actually works. Just like we've always had the right to do. Once again, I've always said this on these podcasts, you got to question why they want to push this so hard. What is behind this agenda? Now, in this next clip, this is the insanity. So I just played in my book, this is how upside down this world is. Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse did finally get, I mean, some, someone out there finally got justice and the justice system worked. And now we have the insanity of someone up there speaking like this. Now, now listen to this next piece. And I'll just, I'll kind of brief you on it real quick. She's going to talk about um, helping people get the college education they need so they can become the nurses because we desperately need them for a, for a certain reason, Why? because we've lost so many people in the medical field. But listen to the reasoning in her mind, or at least what she utilizes for her, the platform and propaganda of why we lost these health care workers. Take a listen to this. So I believe to my core the value of education and training and linking people to the jobs that are there because our employers need it as well. This is something we will accomplish, and we're going to be working closely with CUNY and SUNY and finding that pathway to the middle class for many more people who have been left behind, particularly those who lost their jobs that may not be coming back. Not all the jobs are coming back as a result of this pandemic. Businesses are doing things differently. Many will, some will not. I want to capture people before they fall too far. And we cannot afford a labor shortage in areas like health care. Look at how we honored the healthcare workers. We banged pots and pans, we celebrated them, we called them heroes because we are living in the security of our homes and they're running into the line of fire every single day to save lives. As a result, so many of them were burned out. They were close to retirement and they just said, okay. And they truly deserve our undying respect and gratitude. But as a result, this pandemic came down hard on them. We now have a severe shortage in healthcare workers. This cannot be because there are people that are been waiting for medical, life-saving medical attention who may not get it. Before that happens in our state, I'm taking an action today, which is to announce that we'll be funding the education of 1,000 New Yorkers to make sure they're trained as nurses and get them into our system as soon as possible. So we're getting, making sure we can get these RNs out there. We'll get them trained at our CUNY schools and our SUNY schools. Okay, did you hear? Did you hear the hypocrisy? So right there, here's, here's her quote about the, about the medical staff, the nurses, etc. They were burned out from the pandemic. They were burned out. They were close to retirement. And so as a result, and she doesn't finish the sentence. She says, so they deserve our, you know, uh, our gratitude, etc. whatever she says there. She didn't finish the sentence. Kathy finished the sentence. As a result, what? No, it wasn't that they were close to retirement. Are you, are you, are you kidding me? Do you know how many healthcare workers have been lost because of this mandate and because of what's going on? They are, sh- are so short staff across the board, not just in New York, but all across the country. And she's saying they were all close to retirement. I don't think so. There were doctors, and I know some doctors personally who have finally, they were so adamant about not taking this shot. And they had f- 
fantastic reasoning to do so. They took the risk of taking this shot, some of them the lowest dosage possible, because they knew they had so many clients that they cared for that they couldn't do it to their clients. So they were backed into a corner to do something that they shouldn't have had to do if they didn't want to. This is the problem. So Kathy Hochul, who is now running for governor, and on the, on the, this is the platform. This is the usual bullcrap. I'm, you know, the first woman governor or whatever it is. It's always this, this female thing or male thing. It's, what the heck? And if it's not that, it's a black or white thing. It's always something to run on so that you could be the first of something. It's not, we don't want a first of anything. What we want is, uh, is somebody who's not a knucklehead to be in office somewhere that's going to do the job according to the Constitution and what's best for America. Now what feels good all the time, not what's emotionally satisfying, but what actually sets America up on a course that brings us to a place that's better for everybody. And in the process, there's something sometimes called the wilderness, which we all know, especially as Christians, which honestly, quite frankly, it sucks sometimes. We wander around there aimlessly. And guess what? In the process, though, if we're still looking at the finish line, knowing, okay, I have to go through this wilderness for a little while. And I know it's going to be blistering. It's going to be hard. There's going to be hardships. But we don't give up. That's the kind of leadership that that we have, that's the kind of leadership we have in Christ. You see, he understands that when we go through some things, through the fire, we come out more refined on the other side because we allowed ourselves to go through a process so that we could be better for it. Same thing in the country. We have to go through some things as a country, not trying to destroy everybody in the country or the people you know, around us for the better. And as, as my, one of my uh, colleagues has said in, in her most recent podcast, which was fantastic, by the way, the, on the Adrian Ross show, for the greater good. See, these, these people make decisions like Fauci, Biden, uh, Harris, who is non-existent. I don't even know why she's there. I don't even know why Biden is there. These empty suits that are there just saying whatever comes to their mind or whatever's supposed to be read on the, on the teleprompter because it's all propaganda. It is all baloney because there's something happening behind all of it. They're putting the funds somewhere else. They're doing other things for, in their mind, the greater good. Now, I did a podcast, I think a while back. I don't even know what, what the heck number it was, but I talked about this for, and it's for the, for the greater good. See, in their, in their mind, they really believe it, but it's not for the greater good of America and, and its people. Just like this whole wall thing. Now, many people have said about Trump that they were so frustrated that he didn't do what he said he was going to do, meaning he didn't get the wall up. He only got half of the wall up. Now, you can't do that in, 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 in four years, especially with all the heat he was constantly taking. And people say, oh, the border is such, it's something that can't be done overnight. Honestly, it can be done overnight. Close the stinking border and start doing the, and letting them do their jobs and, that, and start vetting people like anybody should be doing. You vet people when they come to your place of employment if you're going to hire them. Why? Not because you are already assuming they're horrible people. You're letting them come in so that you can see what their qualifications are. Are they a good person? 
Okay, is their character well? Are they going to work well with others? Do they speak the language at the job? Obvious things, people. But we make it way bigger than it has to be, and we do it for the sake of making everybody else feel, literally, that's it right there, feel better for the moment. And that is the problem. And so I, I put these two together, obviously, night and day, but really they go together between Hochul and this Kyle Rittenhouse case because you look at one thing that is we should be applauding, which many people on the left especially are not because they're so frustrated that someone got away with something. They were calling him a white supremacist, by the way, which had nothing to do with anything. He was just there to protect anybody. It had nothing to do with skin color. So sick and tired of that crap. And then you have, you know, the right, they say, that is using it as a ploy to, for an agenda as well. Maybe. I'll, I'll give you that. But the agenda is to show true justice as it is written and as it should be. Anyway, I had to get all that off my chest. Now, oh, oh, I, I forgot to mention, obviously I, I put the Hokel one together because if you look at the Hokel one, people are applauding her actually. And she really, it, she doesn't care. You are, and she said this a while ago, you are not listening to God if you have not got this vaccine. Because that was the answer to prayer. Come on. I don't think so. And I don't really believe you do either. But everybody's getting backed into the corners. And I've had some phone calls and people ask me my opinion on what they should do in their jobs. You know what? We all have to make our own decisions. And and that's the point. That's the point. We all have to make our own decisions when it comes to our health. People who need to stop eating so much need to make their own decision. It's not for me to go over there and be like, oh my gosh, you need to stop eating. It's not my place to go to somebody else and say, well, you need to stop, you know, drinking so much or smoking or doing this or doing that. It's, it's their choice. It's just backwards. We still have abortion in this country. How ridiculous is that? And you're going to have 12, 13, 14-year-olds go get one without their parents' permission. Come on. This stuff is obvious. That's the problem. Common sense is out the window. And we have people that are literally insane running this country. I think that's where I'm going to end it because I'll go into a whole other thing. But I want to make a couple of announcements real quick. We do have some merchandise coming out. We're going to have a merch page on the bmgnetwork.com. That will be coming very, very, very soon. Uh, we're just working out the logistics of all of that. Uh, very excited to be, to be bringing you some great merchandise, which uh, specifically right now, t-shirts, the BMG Network t-shirts on the front is going to have BMG logo on the back. Um, it's going to be by the people for the people and then the bmgnetwork.com. They're going to be great looking t-shirts. And also we're going to have a, every every show host on this uh, network will have their own t-shirts if you want to support them in, the, in all the fantastic work that they do to grab this information and bring it to you in the form of podcast and voice. Uh, please, please sponsor them in that way. Also, by the way, uh, you can sponsor any of these programs at any time. Um, you can reach out to us at info at the bmgnetwork.com. If you want to come alongside this fantastic network, which is growing, we have some new podcasters coming on as well. Uh, please, by all means, reach out to us, info at the bmgnetwork.com. You can also 
email me directly at kburns at the bmgnetwork.com. Uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, but again, go to the bmgnetwork.com. Uh, you can check out all the so, lots of information there. Uh, uh, the Pac-Man, Ted Flint, brings you a column each week. Fantastic columns. Check those out. Again, we have the Adrian Ross Show. We have Set Apart with KC. Uh, Mike Hansen seems to be coming back on, 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 uh, online soon uh, so he can bloviate, as he likes to say. And we also have the Pac-Man Show and, of course, this one. So, again, thank you guys so much, seriously, uh, for supporting us, for listening to us, and being a part of this particular movement. We are just here for you. Again, our motto, it's by the people. That's us. For the people, that's you. We are to, in this together, and uh, and we're going to be a voice and continue to be a voice for those who cannot be heard. So God bless you guys, and I will catch you back here on the next podcast of The Ken Burns Show, only on the BMG Network. The Ken Burns Show was produced, edited, and recorded in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of The Ken Burns Show, go to the bmgnetwork.com or find The Ken Burns Show on Facebook. And please join us again as we bring you more dynamic content. Thank you.